0: Hey, family, I figured it out. There's only three things, three things only that each and every one of us wants, needs and desires. Just three things. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Yellow Chair Podcast with X, where we deep dive into the stories that drive our lives. All right, family, let's get storified. That's a pretty big claim at the opener, right? Three things, three things only that we need, that we desire and that we crave. Now, before I jump into it, I got to give you a little bit of the backdrop and how I came about understanding this, kind of evaluating my life uh, from the perspective of what is it that I truly need? What is it that I truly desire? And how do I make this simple? Not just for me, but for my clients, for my family, for my kids, for intervening in people's lives who have asked me to lead. I need to understand very simply. What is it that we need? What is it that we desire? And how do I convey that, connect to it, teach it, give it, and be able to touch upon it quickly? And that was the genesis of me coming to understand what these three things are. And I've developed a whole system around it called the P code. And we'll be talking more about this in future episodes. But the P code is basically the idea of the performance code, something that allows us to perform at the heights of our potential. But beyond performance, we're talking about also the thing that allows us to connect to what I call our perfected persona, perfected as in the very best of ourselves. That part of us that if we go back to, say, uh, a more traditional, spiritual, philosophical perspective around the ancient religions of indigenous peoples, like out of sub-Sahara Africa or now Valley River Africa, going all the way back almost 10,000 years to ancient Kemet and the Assyrian metaphor and allegory that eventually gave birth to the idea of Osiris, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to the Trinity found in the spirit, the father and the Holy Ghost, or the son, the father and the Holy Ghost, as it relates to the Christian Judeo and the figurehead of Christ, all the way to being Muslim and the story of Muhammad and the prophecy in the prophet and to Buddha, and to Nirvana, and to Haytap. In other words, the perfected persona, this idea, the, the metaphor, the, the myth, the allegory that all of these stories throughout history have touched upon are meeting up with modern-day psychology, right? Like like pragmatic, very um, scientific method-driven ideas, In terms of understanding how the brain works, neurochemistry and how behavior works, like the performance meeting our perfected persona, hence being birthed into the P code. Performance code. And that was my long way of saying, I think I got something special here, because when I get in the room and we share what this very simple, profound idea not just means in terms of a parlor trick, right? We all have been part of those. Let me assess myself and categorize myself. And we're like, oh my God, that is me. Oh my God, whether we're doing disc or all the other myriad of things that we can do to kind of categorize ourselves and better understand ourselves, they're useful. But they don't travel well in terms of us being able to not only better understand ourselves, but being able to actually come out of that awareness and be able to perform better, and to feel more connected. And and this is important, something that we can pass on to others. And this was my litmus test in my journey, in my study. I wanted to have something that was portable, that was light, that was simple, that I could teach my five-year-old how to use. Yeah, when I was developing this number of years ago, she was five, I was like, listen, I need to have something that my five-year-old daughter can understand and apply in her life To help her to reach the heights of her potential. Very simple. And that's what I came up with with the P code. And, you know, I had to condense a lot of heavy stuff down from Maslow's hierarchy of needs to Max Neef model to Tony Robbins, six human needs, all of it. I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of study and application in my life and with those of my clients, um, breaking it down to very simple idea. Three things that we absolutely need that all of these studies, all of these models, everything points to these three simple ideas, including the allegory and the myth we find in some of the most profound um, spiritual literature, which I'm highly in tune to. It's not an either or. For me, it's an and. Right. The pragmatic side of science and the scientific method and that which can be measured concretely is not an antagonist to, say, the spiritual, the amorphous, the less than definable, the, the unbound side of spirituality, God, universe, all of that. They are not fully and wholly different things. They are flip sides of the same coin. And for me, the perfected persona and how, and, and I love this, this idea, and how it comes together, these two worlds meet. In a very simple and easy manner. So let me break it down. Three things. Three things. If you're taking notes. These are three things that at the end of the day. No matter where you are. No matter how old you are. No matter how rich or poor you are. No matter how happy or successful or fulfilled. Or of a failure you may be. It doesn't matter. This applies to each and every one of us. This is what is at the root of our pursuit. Three things. Peace, power, and pleasure. That's it. That's all we want. That's all we're trying to maximize and bring into our life to minimize, reduce, and eliminate pain. Remember, it's the P code, so everything starts with the P here. We want peace, power, and pleasure. We're trying to maximize that and eliminate, reduce, remove pain. That's it. Now, when I started to really think about this, because a lot of my work, especially when it comes to the branding stuff we do for businesses and really helping them to articulate and communicate their story, we can get into some real fluffy language around the emotions we're trying to connect to people. And one of the things and one of our tools we have for small businesses is we have this worksheet in this Excel file where when you're putting together a story, we could help you to choose 400 plus positive emotions right? Keywords, right? Suspenseful or, or being surprised or um, adulation, like these keywords that are, you know, different, 400 separate ones. And then we have another list of about 500 negative emotion words from being sad to, you know, feeling a compromise, etc., etc., etc. But all of those words And all the desires and emotions and things that run around in your head and minds, they can be distilled down to three very simple ideas. All we want is more peace. The capacity to know, feel that nothing or no one is against us and that we are able to handle all things, being at complete peace. Right. Calm, being able to zero out being able to experience nirvana hatep complete and absolute peace we desire it we want that in our lives but that's not all we want we also want power the ability to express our will to manifest our desires to know that we can go out into the world and say this is what i want and we can get it we have power the power to accomplish the power to do the power to control and manifest and shape our destiny. And we want pleasure, right? We want to experience positive emotions, the euphoria, the delight, the joy of life. We want pleasure and we want not just pleasure. We want all three, peace, power, and pleasure. And in my study and and really kind of connecting the dots, what I realized is that not only do we want all three of these, we want them to exist at the same time in due proportion in a very balanced kind of kind of three-way marriage between these particular modalities because when we don't have all three we have an imbalance that causes us to move into another p our prison where we experience more pain and it was it was it was fascinating to really map all of this together because what i found was in working with hundreds of other people, other people and myself is that there was definitely a prison where we were polarized into one of these particular peas and experiencing pain locked into a prison. And we'll dive more into how to identify which prison or place you most often visit when you're off your center. But let's really focus on why the center and peace, power and pleasure And all three of them are important and how you can get more of them in your life. Now, being in the center and having peace, power, and pleasure is analogous to being Christ-like. It is being able to experience the heights of one's potential and being able to express the heights of peace, power, and pleasure. In the Osarian metaphor and story and religion and spiritual system out of ancient Africa, the first one in recorded history that gave us the marvelous, you know, things that stand to this day, like the pyramids, which we can't explain through modern science and how it was done because it's so fascinating. That's a whole nother topic. But their allegory and myth around the legend of God in terms of Aser and the creation of the universe, it comes down to being able to be like Asser, Right. And it comes down to putting on the hat or wearing or walking in ourselves footsteps as Heru, his son, being uh, cloaked and powered by Aset, his wife. I won't get into that metaphor, or allegory, but it comes down to being in the middle, being having peace, power and pleasure. Or you go into the Koran and you, and you read about Muhammad and, and his journey. In, in, in Allah, and in the connection, you see, you can see the connection between peace, power, and pleasure. From Buddha all the way across, you see the connection piece. But if you're not spiritually inclined, you're not religious, you don't believe in universe and power and all the other stuff, that's great. Because the same thing applies to the science of it all. When we're talking about maximizing our capacity to perform or getting into flow or being in the zone. You know that place you've been before where you lose track of time and things seem to be flowing effortlessly. And you're you're in this right space where you're experiencing a degree of complexity and, and, and challenge. But it's just enough to where you're excited to uh, tackle it. And, you know, all of that, when you find yourself in that space. What you're experiencing, again, is the culmination of peace, power, and pleasure all being pulled together into this soup called your perfected persona. It's the same damn story. But here's where we get lost or trapped in it all. We can't simply say, hey, go be go find more peace, more power and pleasure. Right. It it, it doesn't work. I, I tried it. We have to understand the relationship between peace, power and pleasure to be able to flow between the three and why all three are important. It's the intellectual understanding of all three, because each of us and I talked about it, we have a prison. We will value one of these modalities more than the other. And as a result, we put ourselves into a habitual space of being less than our best selves. We'll rationalize. We 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 have ones that we run to, out of trying to figure out how to best handle life's challenges. We feel the most comfortable there. But the irony is, is that when we run into that corner, and by the way, I didn't give you the picture of all of this. Think of a triangle. At the top of the triangle is peace. At the bottom right is power. At the bottom left is pleasure. It's a triangle. We run into one of these corners, trying to find the tool. That we think will best motivate us, inspire us, protect us, give us the resource, energy, emotion, right? The 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 uh, the secret sauce, if you will, to overcoming life's challenges and to experience, quote unquote, peace, power and pleasure. But when we run to that corner, what we don't understand is that we're actually setting a trap that keep us stuck because we need all three and each of us is polarized into one of these key areas especially when we are off kilter off balance and not being our best selves and we'll talk about that again in another episode but let's let's end this episode by by talking about the idea of why we need all three by just doing a quick analysis just think about it what would somebody look like who is able to experience the heights and epitome of say peace but they aren't able to express power what would that look like Can you imagine that? I imagine that as being someone who knows how to zero out, calm the mind, be completely at peace. The guy who goes into the forest and is there for 10 years meditating and eating nothing but one leaf a day and subsisting on two droplets of water because they're so at peace and so at one. They experience Nirvana, Haytep, peace at the highest heights possible. But they have no power. As in, that person is of no use to themselves or anyone else. None. None. To zero out and to be at peace is to lose one's sense of self, the ego, the connection to a worldly and material reality. And as such, if you have no power there, you, you, you have none. You are of no use. Now, it may be useful to be able to go into that space, but living there and only having that is cup half full, in my opinion. So that leaves us to the idea of another scenario. Let's, 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 what would somebody who has power, the epitome of it, but no peace? Hmm. I know a lot of these. A-type personalities driven, hardcore, go get it. Nothing can stop them. They express their power 24 7. And they are like a bull in a china shop. Meaning they are so expressive of power without having the calming and, and, and uh, balancing force of peace that the expression of power often does more harm than good. They don't know how to distance themselves from their core objective to see how it relates to the full picture. They don't know how to zero out enough to use that power in a very focused way, right? The power becomes destructive, hurting not only themselves, but a variety of, of other people in their lives, the ones they say they care about, because they're not at peace. The power is guiding them, driving them. It's not directed by a higher faculty. The power is very animalistic, very material, very ego-driven. Uh, peace is the... Opposite extreme of being the yang to it all, the balancing, the spiritual, the connectedness, the whole, the synthesis. So power without peace is ultimately destructive. You get it? Let's do one more. One more. What would it be to say, experience um, pleasure without power? Have someone like that close in my life. Tons of pleasure. Just A delightful person, a joy to be around, knows how to have fun, to let loose and to enjoy every aspect of life. But they have no power, meaning they don't know how to manifest their will. They're flaky. They fall down at every step. They're helpless. They're like a child. They aren't able to maneuver in the adult world where we need to be accountable. We need to be able to produce. We need to be relied upon and be able to follow through. So ultimately, her pleasure is put her into a position where she's experiencing poverty. You see, it, it, we need all three. Because all three become a self-fulfilling, synergizing cycle of of shit, maximizing our performance and our capacity to live our happiest and most fulfilled and successful selves. Because when we are at peace, we know that we can handle anything. Nothing rattles us. We are disconnected from this world to such a degree that we can have perspective and we're able to be author of our story by expressing our power in very strategic, specific, dialed in ways. And because we know how to experience pleasure We can enjoy not just the potential goal that we're trying to reach. We can enjoy the journey. We can enjoy all aspects of life. We are able to enjoy pleasure when it's on the table to have through the experience and journey. But when things are tough and things are challenging and things are are not going our way and we we're, we're feeling disconnected from the euphoria of pleasure, we have peace. We have we have that we can rewind and reshape this story to where it's not about the material but it's about the intrinsic idea of being able to disconnect and not be attached and to thank god spirit or the psychology of some hormones the neurotransmitters that allow you to 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 do this to say i don't need those things i can be okay but i don't need to turn a blind eye to it because i do need to or want to Change these conditions and have impact. So I express power. These three things together—peace, power, and pleasure—are at the root of everything we desire, everything we want. And the trick is to understand which of these we've been most relying upon, and why we run into our jail cell, our prison, trying to solve life's problems, only to create a condition where we're caught in the same story, in the same cycle, habitually. And I'll leave you with this. There are three areas on the triangle of the perfected persona where, where our prison exists. You have the peace-seeking villain. My wife's a villain. She doesn't like me calling her that, but clearly in our family, she's the villain. We have the power-seeking victim. My son, he's the victim. Right? Right? He's seeking power. He's a victim. We'll talk about the relationship between these, it's pretty profound when you understand that. And then you have the pleasure-seeking hero martyr. That's me. That's the polarity or prison I run into when I'm not at my best. My, my oldest daughter is that as well. When you understand your perfected persona and where you sit on this triangle, you understand the recipe on how to escape your prison and how to help you to move back to center towards your highest and your best self, your perfected persona. And the recipe is simple. And this is is why I say a five-year-old can understand it. For my daughter, knowing that she was like me, a pleasure-seeking hero martyr, I knew that whatever she was doing in life, I didn't need to understand Maslow's hikery needs. I didn't need to understand Mac model. I didn't need to understand Tony Robbins' six human needs. She didn't need to understand all of that. only thing she needed to understand was she needs pleasure. That's it. Pleasure. That's all she needs, because as a hero martyr, she's going to continue to, to push and, and position a story in her head to where she's only deserving of pleasure after she's already delivered 10 times the value. She's not worthy of experiencing pleasure. Same story I run, same map. So the things in our life that can give us pleasure, pull us out of this future oriented idea of earning it, we can put ourselves back into our, the present moment and be able to access peace, power, and pleasure to being our best selves. So all she needs is a hug. All she needs is a scoop of ice cream. All she needs is to be reminded of what it means to experience a high degree of emotion today, right now. That formula doesn't work for my wife, doesn't work for my son. It doesn't, but it works for me. And I'll give you one more example before we get out of here with the client. Uh, you know, back in, back in the day when I would do a lot of coaching in the personal development state, uh, space, one of the issues that always came up was marriage, right? Like, how do you keep a marriage going, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you're pursuing everything, right? It, there's all types of imbalances and issues and challenges that come with that. So, you know, client experiencing some issues with his wife and we've done the mapping and the perfected persona I know he's like me. He's a pleasure-seeking hero martyr. So I'm sitting down with his wife and they're going through it, going through it. And she wants, she has a laundry list of things she wants to talk about. And I'm like, listen, this meeting is only going to take five minutes. Five minutes, that's it. Here's the, here's the curriculum. You want him to be a better husband, to be loving, attentive, to connect, to share. You want, him, you want that? Here's what you need to do. Fuck him. Looking her dead in her eyes. She was like, what? I said, Take him in the bathroom and fuck him. You don't got to say anything. Suck him, fuck him. I don't care. You do that routinely. But we'll just start with twice a week. Everything will shift overnight. Well, he hasn't said, listen, do you want this from him? That's all you got to do. That's it. Because he is a pleasure seeking hero martyr. And if you can connect him to the heights of his pleasure, he will give you the world. But you want him to be just like every other area of his life to earn it. And so what does he do as a hero martyr? He martyrs himself. He doesn't believe he's earned the pleasure that he seeks. So he's going to go places that give him the pleasure that he seeks, namely in his work. And even there, he can't experience it to the heights and degree that he can with you because there isn't this physical connection to it. That's it. You have to be his outlet for physical pleasure, and he will, I promise you, come running home more so than not. That's all you have to do. And she fought. She protested, of course. And two weeks later, I'm talking to the client, and I'm like, what's going on? I've never been happier. We needed to go through months and months and years of therapy. We need to understand what Polarity he was trapped in, and give his partner a very simple recipe to fix it. In my marriage, my wife's the villain. No amount of sex and pleasure and back rubs and all that stuff is going to fix it. The only thing the villain needs is to experience peace, to know that they're not trapped and doomed to experience the pain of the past. By the way, the hero martyr, pleasure-seeking hero martyr is stuck in the future. The peaceful-seeking villain is stuck in the past. So I, have to, I had to learn how to not use my model of pleasure and use her model. I, I just need to help her to feel at peace. If I can help my wife to feel at peace about a thing, we're good. She's good. That's all she needs. And while we're here... And we're gonna dive deeper into this someday. What does the power seeking villain need? I mean victim need. That person needs power. That's it. I had a client, you know, he he um you know, he's not an entrepreneur, but he is a kind of a not an A-type. How do I explain him? He is he is always responsive to his environment and circumstances in a way to where he's either super powerful or super weak, depending upon what's going on in his environment. And this is kind of the victim's space. They're highly influenced by environment and circumstance. They sway in the wind, not able to what? Manifest their will, to exact their will on the situation. So he's, he's due to get married to this beautiful young woman who, who has been nothing but the model <laughs> citizen in their relationship. I mean, she's the type of girl who most men would die to marry, but he is on the fence like, I don't, I don't know if I want to. I mean, really trapped by this idea. But then two weeks later, he's like, I do. Then two weeks later, he's like, I don't. And two weeks later, right, he's, he's all over the place. So this particular time we were talking and he had just come back from a trip, a business trip. And he was, again, excited, super dialed in, ready, loving it. And he was like, man, I, you know, I think I'm going to get married. You know, I, I'm feeling it. And I was like, you know why? I was like, why? It was because you're tapped into power. When you went on that trip and you found something new, exciting, different, and you're able to explore it and, and really think about possibilities and what you're going to do when you move, et cetera, you were tapping into a power base, a motivation base. So you're feeling really good. You got power. You don't feel victimized. You feel like you have choice. But that power is going to dissipate. And then you're going to be looking at your fiance wondering, shit, I don't want to marry her. Why? Because she's not a battery supply. You can't tap into her and draw power from it. She's not that type of person. So unfairly, you judge her against a standard that comes by your own, you know, lack of being able to create right to maintain, make and multiply your own power. So if you got it from somewhere else, you are all good. If it's not there, it's all bad. So his regimen was, dude, all I need you to do is find power whenever you're feeling like this. And one of the things that we know for him, for him to find power was to go exercise. Go run five miles until you fucking pass out. This was his thing because him doing that gave him a sense of power. And he was good. That was his intervention for making sure he stayed powerful. We did some other stuff, too. I'll talk about that some other crazy, crazy stuff. We'll talk about that in a sec or another episode. But the prescription was simple. And this is what I mean by you can give it to a five-year-old. You just have to give them a protocol, a process and something for them to understand on how to help them to experience either peace, power or pleasure. Once you understand which modality and pattern they tend to be stuck in. And that's the beauty of the P code. Very simple, very easy. Right. But As a general guideline for the purposes of this podcast. Know that all you got to do is figure out how to make, maintain and multiply peace, power and pleasure. You don't have to label it anything else. You don't have to go through any heroics. It's just peace, power and pleasure. How can I find more peace and zero out? What routines and rituals and reinforcement loops can I put in place? How can I find a way to experience power in my life? something that makes me feel like I have power, raw power. What can you do? Right. And then how do you make sure you're edifying and taking care of your need and desire for pleasure in your life? Right. Those are the three things. If you do that, you'll be pretty solid, pretty solid as it relates to your capacity to perform and uh, your connection to a story that helps you to feel not just successful, but more, for, more fulfilled, right? More happy and connected to something beyond, say, the material extrinsic side of winning a goal. It's peace, power, and pleasure. All right, all right. Look, 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 look. look. I got to go. But man, I could talk about this for hours. If you want to find out more about the P code, um, I'm thinking about doing some uh, live workshops where we're going to talk through it and try to assess people and help them figure out their uh, protocol for maximizing their performance code, their perfected persona. If you're interested in finding out more, text me at 800-425-2095. That's 800-425-2095. Put in the uh, keyword P code, P-C-O-D-E, and I'll add you to that list. Um, It's it's a fascinating thing to go through. Right now, we're um, modeling out kind of the Working with some psychologists and potentially universities to get some cohorts together to start putting together the data to create a very specific algorithm to where we can almost with certainty say you are this. Right now, it's more of a Q&A and a gut thing that I've been able to do when I'm in front of people. Um, and we're going to be doing more of that. So if you'd be interested in doing that kind of conversation and dialogue around it in a group setting, It's a fascinating experience, believe me. But in time, the P code book and the assessment model is a is a work in progress and it's coming. I can't wait for that day. I think we'll be able to impact so many more lives with that on the table. Something very simple that a five year old could do and use and be better for it. Just think about that. Just think about that, that a five year old could use and be better for it to better understand who they are. Right. That was the goal of the P code and we're getting close to it. So I'm excited about it. But if you want to be a part of this journey and movement and contributing to us learning more about it through you and also helping yourself at the same time, then text me. Text me and join that list. 800-425-2095. A keyword P code P-C-O-D-E. And I'll add you to that list and uh, let you find out more about how to how to join us in this journey. To helping the world be a better place through the P code. All right, I'm X and I'm out. Hey fam, thanks again for joining me in the Yellow Chair. I wanna invite you to go even deeper to take this to the next level by pulling out your phone and texting me at 800 425 2095. That's 800 425 2095. That's my direct number. Type in the word Yellow Chair. And when you text me, you'll be joining my X Factor Weekly Insider Community where I send out resources to help you to continue to storify your life and to lead your story. So don't miss that opportunity. 800-425-2095. Thanks again for joining me here in the yellow chair. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share these podcasts. We're trying to change 100 million people's lives and you're a part of that. So thank you again. And I see you in the next yellow chair. I'm out.